Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're hearing this broadcast, it is time for our weekly Bible study right here on our website. Thank you for joining us today. I am Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. I am also President Director of the Holy Church of God Incorporated, Affiliate of Independent Assemblies of God International. <laughs> if you want to know some more about us, just come to our, look around our website and you can find out our statement of faith and our story and you can you can get a glimpse of our vision and if you want to share that vision with us begin by praying for us that God will continue to use us to reach others with the good news of Jesus and to minister to God's children to feed the flock of God, according to the mandate we have from the Lord. Amen. Amen. We want to feed you some good spiritual food today, some instruction in righteousness in this day of, of, of such sinfulness. We pray that we can see ourselves uh, separated from the world because of the cross. I love what the Apostle Paul said. He said that, that he, by, because of the cross, because of salvation, because of who he is now in Jesus Christ, and I might add who we are in Jesus Christ, he said, I am crucified to the world, and the world is crucified to me. And it brings us to the title of our teaching, Be Transformed, Not conformed. This is an important teaching on how to live the Christian life in a pagan world, how to walk in light in a sin-darkened world, if you please. And I want to make a statement before we go to Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. The pressure is on. I don't have to tell you that. You feel it. We all know it. The pressure is on to conform to the world system of rebellion and lawlessness, to follow the new agers and the new morality and the new pushback against any absolutes that must be adhered to, to do or be whatever one chooses without acknowledging God, social norms, or even science. Lawlessness is not just about robbing and murdering it is becoming a law unto oneself without any restraint, conscience, or consequence. So the spirit of lawlessness is loose in this world. Son of perdition is talking about the lawless one, one who is a complete rebel. This, this is about the devil himself and his influence over the culture that we're living in today. And it must not be allowed in any one who names the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. As a Christian, we must live counterculture if we're to follow Jesus, if we're to walk in the light and not be influenced by the darkness. So I want to read to you uh, on this, this theme of being transformed instead of being conformed. Out of Romans chapter 12, the Apostle Paul writing to the church at Rome, he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, in light of, in other words, what Christ has done for us and what God has sent him to do for us, what he accomplished for us at the cross, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, 
holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Some translators say, which is your true spiritual worship. Listen, and be not conformed to this world. The translators would translate that, don't let the world push you into its mold. Don't cave in and don't give in to the pressure that is being placed on every single person to conform to what what the 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 world as it is now to the world view that that is held in such high esteem among everyone who isn't committed to follow Christ today there is no one that is living the christian christian morality and christian norms and the christian world view kingdom world view that is not committed to follow Christ today Listen, and be not conformed. You ever heard of silly putty? You know what made it so silly? (laughs) Putty that can be pushed into anything you want it to be. You can squeeze it into any form you want it to be. Don't be a silly putty Christian today. Don't be someone that gives in in order to be embraced and accepted. I hate to say this, but it's true, and you will know it's true when I say it. You may not want to admit it or agree with it, but you can't help in your heart if you read the Bible at all to know that it's true. There are many ministries today that I call them silly, and I'm being very gracious here, calling them city, silly, putty ministries because they conform to the world in order to be embraced and applauded by the world while, while they are purporting to be Christian followers and Bible believers. And if you get right down to it, a lot of them do not believe the Bible as the inerrant Word of God, eternal Word of God, inspired Word of God. And they certainly don't use the Bible uh, for for their moral standards that they have, have committed themselves to live by and to teach others to live by. There's parts of the Bible they discount and discredit. And I'm going to tell you something about the Word of God. Heaven and earth and false teachers are going to pass away and are passing away and have passed away. And the earth is still here, but it's in, it's in the process of passing. A new heaven and new earth is coming, but this old earth is the days are limited, but the word of God abides forever. And when a culture goes deeper into the darkness of de- deceit and 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 the, then then the the light is going to be a convicting force and the word of god is a light to our pathway and it's a lamp unto our feet in a sin darkened world dear friend of mine we must not be conformed to this world of lawlessness we must not follow the lawless one we must follow amen the sinless one the lord jesus christ today amen what does it mean not to be conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove, literally exemplify, what is that good 
and acceptable and perfect will of God. What happens when the mind is renewed? What is that process? What, what changes does it make in our life as Christians? Listen, turn with me to Ephesians four seventeen through 24. It says, This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart. Who being, here's the, here's the conscience part here, who being past feeling, have given themselves over to lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. If so be that you have heard Him and have been taught by Him as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation. Now, this is not just words here. We, we see conversation as the, the words exchanged between people are, are being brought forth. This is not about verbiage and conversation. This is behavior and lifestyle that you put off the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And it doesn't begin with putting on the new man. Listen, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That's what Romans 12 is talking about. This is how it operates. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and holiness. Hallelujah. This is a new mindset. This changes your worldview. This changes your, your, it changes attitude and activity because the mind is now renewed. You're beginning to walk in the newness of life and not, not con, continuing to live as you lived before you came to Christ. Listen, friend, I want to make a statement here, a little controversial. There's going to be a lot of controversial things. God's Word is going to confront all of the lies of the devil. And if you bought into one of those lies, it'll confront you. But it should. I want to be confronted with truth. I don't want to be deceived. I want to, don't want to be defrauded of what is rightfully mine in Christ. And I don't want to be destroyed by the enemy. Praise God. I'm committed to victory today. And I want the truth. I want the truth. Not what's trending, but what is true is what we must choose to embrace. Now, here's the statement I want to make in light of what I've read, what I'm going to read from the Scripture. The idea of salvation without transformation is a dangerous and potentially deadly doctrine. I want to say that again. The idea of salvation without transformation. Now, I don't mean first. I'm talking about what happens after you come to Christ. If you really, truly come to Jesus, there's an immediate work of transformation that starts to occur. 
we we are we are immediately transformed amen or translated rather out of the powers of darkness out of satan's influence and control into the kingdom of god's dear son and we as we study the Word of God, as we commit to follow Jesus Christ, there's a transforming of the mind, and there's a putting off of the old man, <laughs> the one that is dead and buried with Christ, and putting on the new man, the one that is raised to walk in the newness of life. Glory to God. Amen. There is transformation that comes. If any man be in Christ... The scripture said, he's not the old man made better. He is a new creation. All things are past, old things are passed away and all things are become new. We used to sing, amen, that, that great old gospel song. I've been changed. I've been newborn now. My whole life has been rearranged. What a difference it made when the Lord came to stay. Oh, praise God. I've been changed. Have you been changed today? Have you been renewed in the spirit of your mind today? And it is, are you continuing to crucify the flesh and the lust thereof? And, and Amen. And to walk in that beautiful, powerful new walk that we're called to follow Christ. Amen. I'm in a new world also, we used to sing, since the Lord saved me. I'm in a new world since Jesus set me free. He gave me light for paths so dim. Oh, how I've changed since I met him. You see, this is not works to to be saved, to merit grace, to merit forgiveness, to merit unconditional uh, love and righteousness. No, this is what happens after we are truly saved. The gospel of Jesus Christ doesn't just promise you heaven when you die. It promises you a changed life here in the midst of a pagan world. Amen. Hear, hear the words. This is a testimony of a young mother who, though her husband became hooked on heroin, living in Los Angeles. This is what she writes. One day, God in His mercy allowed me to find a card that had the address and phone of the Los Angeles Teen Center. On one side, the card said, Society says, once an addict, always an addict. But Jesus says, I am the way and the truth, and the truth will set you free. Curious to know what that meant, I went to the Teen Challenge Center. <laughs> I was a bitter woman, mentally, spiritually, and physically sick. There was no purpose in my life. But as I listened to the gospel of Christ, a glimmer of hope was beamed to my heart. Perhaps there was hope for me after all. At last, I decided to commit my wasted life to Christ. I asked him into my heart, and he made me a new creation in Christ. Old things passed away. <laughs> All things became new. And then in closing, the marvelous thing about the Christian faith is that while it emphasizes on the one hand the absolute, utter futility of life without God, 
On the other hand, it promises a new life because it provides for a new you inside first and then without. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul declares that converted Gentiles must not live as unconverted Gentiles. Though they live among them, they must not live like them. You know, it's what Jesus prayed, wasn't it? In his prayer in John 17, for all of us, for his then disciples and the now disciples, all of these, these, all of these centuries later, he said, Father, I don't pray that you take them out of the world. Why not? Why don't God just come and get us? Because, amen, because of his mercy, he's given space for repentance. We are the light of this sin-darkened world if we follow Jesus. We are the salt of this putrefying earth. Amen. We we are here for a purpose to shine and to and to hold back the darkness enough that the light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ might shine to hearts and minds and souls may be saved even in this day of wickedness. Amen. Amen. We are in the world, but not of the world. And that's what Jesus prayed. He said, Father, I do not pray that you take them right now out of this world, but I pray that you keep them from the evil one. I like what someone says of the great work of God is to take an unholy man. This is spiritually speaking out of an unholy world and make him holy and put him back in that unholy world for a witness and keep him holy. The Bible says we are kept by the power of God unto the day of redemption. I want you to know it seems like the powers of darkness, the rulers of the darkness of this world that is so permeating the whole world today is such an overwhelming force and we're just, you know, don't ever sing like you were still in Sunday school. <laughs> you got to put on your big boy pants now. You got to grow up in God and you got to stand firm and stand true. Amen. This little life of mine won't cut it because a little light will not will not overcome the darkness listen we need to sing this brilliant bright laser-like light of mine (laughs) i'm going to let it shine praise god i'm going to shine i'm going to be a luminary amen the bible said in the in the midst in the midst see god's not taking us from but he's keeping us from the influence of it in the midst of a wicked and perverse generation you shine as lights in the world. Glory to God. The deeper the darkness, the brighter the light. I want you to say that with me out in this listening audience. Many or few of you that are listening today. Amen. The the darker the night. Say it with me. The darker the night, 
the brighter the light. You don't have to try to shine. If you are light in the Lord and you put on the armor of light and become light in the Lord, amen, just following Jesus today, just living by a different standard, not holier than thou, but <laughs> but certainly living a holy life instead of a sin-filled, sinful life today. Friend of mine, it will mark you, but it will also make you a testimony before you utter a word. We are living epistles written and read of all men. Praise God. Ephesians 4.17 says it this way. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as others Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. We should live different because we are different. We are in the world, but we are no longer of the world. John fifteen eighteen and 19. It says, if the world hate you and boy, it surely does. And it's going to, it's, it's going to increase as we get closer to the coming of the Lord. If the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But you are not of the world. But I've chosen you out of the world. Therefore, the world hateth you. The Amplified, it says, not of the world, no longer one with it. Glory be to God. One paraphrase reads this way. Very practical, very personal. If you find the godless world is hating you, remember it got it got its start hating me. If you lived on the world's terms, the world would love you as one of its own. But since I picked you to live on God's terms and no longer on the world's terms, the world is going to hate you, Malcolm Mugridge, uh, was was one of uh, well. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Let's read. Let's read that. I want to read that in closing. He was one of Britain's greatest journalists, and he frequently wrote about feeling like a stranger in the world. In an interview shortly before his death, he said that he finally come to see. That life was not about now. It was about eternity. He added this, I really don't belong here. I'm simply staying here. He understood there was a difference between the world in which we live and the world to which he aspired. Many Christians are seeking acceptance by a pagan world instead of living in sharp contrast to it. C.S. Lewis wrote in his book, The Great Divorce, I find myself in myself a desire, a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy. The most portable, probable explanation is that I was made for another world. Oh, let me read that again without stuttering over it. If I find myself, find in myself a desire, which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is, I was made for another world. 
Dearly beloved, I want to say something to you today. You were made for another world. It's a world that is marked by newness and freshness, a world that leaves behind the old pagan existence of the distorted reasoning and futility and emptiness and uselessness of life. Friend of mine, you were called to a different king and a different kingdom, translated out of the powers and influences of darkness and into the kingdom of God's dear Son. This is a kingdom of light. <laughs> Amen. We're a, we're a chosen generation. We're a royal. <laughs> I like to roll it out. We're a royal priesthood, as the Scotsman might say. We are a holy nation that we might show forth or exemplify once again the praises of Him, the virtues of Him that called us out of darkness into this marvelous light. Praise God. Listen, friend of mine, I want you to know today that the call of God could never be more clarion or clear to the believer, to the true child of God. Come out from among them and be ye separate not self-righteous and sanctimonious, just separate. You know, everybody wants the freedom to express themselves. Well, we do too. We want the freedom to express ourselves. They're not going to like it, but it's part of the freedom that we have also. We have freedom of speech and we have freedom of expression. And I want to be able to talk about my sovereign, my Savior. And I want to live by His words. I want to live by God's rule in my life. And I choose to do that without apology. Because I'm not going to be a silly, putty Christian. I'm not going to let the world just press me into its mold. I'm not going to be conformed to this world to get its applause and acceptance. I'm going to be transformed <laughs> by the renewing of my mind so I can put off by the renewing of my mind the old man and put on by the renewing of my mind the new man. Glory to God that I may walk in this pagan world in the newness of life. Praise God. And if the world hates me, <laughs> you're just going to have to deal with me because you're not going to make me conform. No, I, I have given my life to Christ, dedicated my life to Christ. I have trouble with my flesh. <laughs> Sometimes I have to, I have to crucify my flesh in order to follow Him. And I'm going to tell you the joy of following Him. The peace of knowing Him, the power of having Him in our life is greater than any earthly pleasure which is but for a season that will lead us into sin and bondage. Today I'm telling you, amen, God loves you. God sent His Son to save you, but not to leave you in the power of the evil one, but to call you out, to bring you out, to help you know how to walk in the newness of life today. Dear Christian, it's time to make that decision, that commitment to Jesus Christ, to sing that great old hymn from a change in your mind about everything in your life 
Amen. Offering your body, therefore, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Get in the Word of God. Get the Word of God in you. It will renew your mind. Hallelujah. And it will keep you from the darkness that is everywhere around us. Thy Word, O Lord, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway, that we might walk in a path of righteousness for His name's sake. We bear the name of a great God and a great King. Let's live up. Let's live up to the name that we bear. Let's walk in the newness of life. And let's don't be a silly, putty Christian. Let's set our face like a flint, like Jesus did when He came out of the garden. Nothing would deter Him from going to the cross for you and for me. Today, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, and you're bound by sin and by habits, and you may be an addict, it doesn't matter what you're addicted to, whether it be sin I know we're all addicted to self and we all need deliverance from spiritual addiction. And I pray for you today because the scripture is very clear. Whoever the Son sets free is free indeed. Jesus can and will break those chains. If you come to Him with your hang-ups, with your sins, with your habits and say, Jesus... Just as I am, without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me. And bid me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come. I repent of my sin. Set me free. Deliver me. Translate me out of the powers of darkness into your kingdom. In Jesus' name, the Lord will abundantly pardon you. Cancel your sin debt. <laughs> Hallelujah. Cleanse you with the blood of Jesus. Set you free from that prison that you are in. And you can walk in the newness of life as you're renewed in the spirit of your mind. In Jesus' name, amen.